One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Red Men TV. It's the uncensored match build-up show. It's Liverpool, it's United, it's Old Trafford, it's Klopp, it's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. It's the two most successful sides in world football going head-to-head. I'm joined by Stay Hoare of the Reed Network, Gareth Roberts from the Anfield Rap and touring comedian Adam Rowe, who's saving his good stuff for the cameras to talk this one. Uh, boys, um, <laughs> it's the fucking biggest game in world football. You just said that, yeah, biggest successful teams. Is that right or is that just... The most successful sides in English football. Close enough. World England. I mean, they are. Yeah, no, you're right, yeah. I agree. Um, it's a big one, isn't it, mate? Yeah, like I say, it's, I, I feel like it's a good time to play them. International break's been crap, so what better way to go? You know, it's like jumping straight back into the deep end, isn't it? We're one of the biggest games of the season, so it's going to be a laugh, if nothing else. Gareth, you will love this rivalry, I know this. I, I, you know, you are bang up for this and you are all for putting your foot on their neck while they're <laughs> in the bad state. Absolutely, and, you know, if we don't, there's something wrong, isn't there? And, I think, you know, there's a small part of me, because of my age, because of what I've watched over the years, where I'm like, oh, fucking hell, Old Trafford. Because the, the record there is poor. And there's so many times that we've had good sides and they've been crap and we've gone there and we, you know, just come away with a draw or we've got beat and you're like, how's that happened? And I, I kind of think it's good the way it went last season. So last season we expected to go there, we expected to win. They get three injuries in no time. They got Rashford limping round, should probably be off the pitch. We 100% should have won the match, and we didn't. I just think when the players and the manager get together and talk about the match this weekend, they're going to be going, well, fucking hell. Let's not, let's not come away from, from Old Trafford with regrets again like that. So I think they go there with the right attitude. Solskjaer's being doing what you expect them to do, revving them up. I, think, I'm, I guarantee he'll say something about Liverpool before the weekend comes. He'll want to rev the fans up. Last season, to be fair to them, they actually made a noise for once as well. Because they were desperate to put a spanner in the works for Liverpool going for a title. I suggest they would probably be looking to do something similar again. But I just think Liverpool are ready for it this time. And I think your spot on to say the timing of it as well is really good. Because then we were so under pressure. Like it was like, we've got to win, we've got to win, we've got to win. And the draw just put us like a a point about of City at the time. And we all come away disappointed because of that. This time, eight points clear. Feels like the pressure's off a little bit more Mm. now. You know... I'm, I'm, I want to win, don't get me wrong, I 100% want to win, but a draw is not the end of the world. And I just think knowing that in your mind when you go out to play, maybe frees them up to actually play their own game, which they didn't last year. I think that's right. I think Gareth's right there, Adam, isn't he? I think you look at it and you think the way we were last season, and listen, I don't disagree with the draw last season, by the way. I, I, and I think Klopp 
thought a draw was a good result there and you know people will look back at last season in the title run in and, and talk about the draws that we took but he didn't expect City to do 14 wins on the bounce no one expects that towards the back end of the season but this season so far we've seen him bring Origi on with the front three when we're level against sides we didn't see that last season he's going for three points instead of one because he now knows that this City side can go on a run they can win as many games as they need to win to see out the season this time Klopp will be going there like Gareth says for a win whether Pogba's on the field or the Hayes on the field yeah um, I'm going to have to slightly disagree to be honest with you and I, I had this argument with my mate yesterday another Liverpool fan Alfie's from uh, London and he said you know at the end of the day you know we get a draw here and it's not the end of the world like the, the pressure's off and I was like I really don't know about that because I like I'm a 90s kid and I grew up and every time we played United, we were expected to get beat by them because they were always just annoyingly better than us. And we're so much fucking better than this United side that a draw to me will feel like two points drop rather than one game. It, it just will to me. And it, like, it will put us nine points clear-ish or like six if City win their game. And that's still a great position to be in, but I really want to see us go out and, and take this game. And I think... The only thing that makes me nervous is that we absolutely should. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because we're not only a, we've got a better manager, we've got a better a better team ethic, and also I know there's been a lot of talk on like the the Sky Sports Eleven stuff. I don't think a single one of their players gets in our side, not one. And I know Pogba's like being told, "Oh, you got to put Pogba in." He, he everyone's like he would walk in Liverpool's midfield. That's the fucking problem, actually. He would literally walk <laughs> in the midfield, <laughs> and that Jurgen Klopp won't have that. So I. Because of all that, that makes me nervous. Because they would absolutely love... They're just going to be like Everton now, aren't they? They've got nothing to play for this year apart from to fuck us up. So if they win this game with a scrappy little 1-0, or even if it's 0-0, they get to go, yeah, we're shite and you still couldn't beat us. And all that gets to me. It just does. I wish it didn't. I wish I could sit here and go, do you know what, a draw puts us another point on the board. Away at Old Trafford, that's not the end of the world. We've already got eight points head in the bag. I know that all makes sense. But I just I... the other side of it, though, I think is like if we do it, if we do it, it will be huge because I think you think about all those times that we have gone, including last season when we should win and we don't win. If we go there and we win. It's like you know, it's like when we beat Leicester the other week and, and we get that last minute pen and we win it. You're coming out the ground, and when you've slightly calmed down from the fact that you won in the last minute, one of the first things I was saying to my mates was, "Well, we drew that last season, so there's where we've improved incrementally on last year." And, and same again here, if we get a win this time, you're like, okay, we've improved again here. And it just ramps up the pressure on City. And I think as well, it'd be huge for the squads and for us. We're, we'd all just start believing that little bit more, which seems yeah. mad, doesn't it, that it's yeah. October and we're saying this. <laughs> but this is the way it is now. It's us and City all the way, all the way to the finish line. Everyone else is out of it. And I, I totally get what you're saying. I'm just trying to... Temper the fact that if it is a draw, I don't want everyone to go, oh, fucking hell! Yeah, you're going to do that anyway yeah, online. Yeah, yeah, so that, that's going to happen, no. So, so just, you got to accept that Twitter's full of absolute yeah. pricks and just accept that that's going to happen. That is another thing, though. Like, this is still Old Trafford and a, a win in it, you do come away going, fucking hell, we've just won at Old Trafford there. And what you said is right and what you were saying. Klopp's going for three points in every game, bringing a, a player on to win it when it's level and tight. And the reason for that is he got 97 fucking <laughs> points last year and it wasn't enough. And he's like, he probably thought last year at the start of the season, what, we get 95, 94 points, we'd fucking win this thing. And he topped that and it wasn't enough. So he's got to go out and get three points as often as he can because that's what City are going to do. And eight points, you know, if we drop eight points, 
it's not unfeasible that City could win every game from now to the end of the season because that's what almost what they did last year. So yeah, I th- I I think we, we we should be expecting to win this game from a City. That's po- where Liverpool are at the minute, and that's where United are. From a City point of view, they'll be looking at this, won't they, as one of the games where Liverpool went slip up because mm. they 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 go to United every year. It seems at the minute and beat them. So you know, keep beating them all the time, but we don't. So it's kind of one of those those games where they look at it and think. We, I, they'll fancy their chances of going to United and then us slipping up in the game. Similar as Everton, they battle Everton every time they go there and then we go and draw. So this is one of the games. So I think if we can win, I mean, they play Palace on Saturday, which isn't a gimme for them at the minute. But even if so, even if, if they win that, they probably will. If we can then go and make it eight, having played arguably one of our toughest away games of the season, that's another blow for them. They're, they're, they're looking now, they're in the same boat that we were in when we were supporting Leicester and we were supporting Burnley. Just looking for someone to do them a favour. The, the, the shoes on the other foot. Now even, we've done it with United. Remember, mm. they played United on that Wednesday night or whatever. If Liverpool win this them. game, it will it will demoralise City. It'll be a again. killer. It'll be a killer. Off. Absolutely. And Palace are no mugs at the moment. Mm. We'll talk about mm. the the, the mm. fixtures later on. But from the start of 2019, they've got the fourth most yeah. points in, in in the Premier yeah. League, haven't they? Be, behind Liverpool, City, you've got the same amount of points. Then it's Arsenal after a big drop off. Then it's then it's Crystal Palace, and then the rest of them. So Crystal Palace are no mugs. I think it's and Leicester as well, by the way. I don't think it's Tottenham or United. No, it's, it's it's not. And I I can't understand how Hodgson's done that with that squad. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, I'm baffled. That that's the, the his Liverpool squad wasn't great, <laughs> and maybe it didn't have Zaha, but fucking hell. How has he got better? He's 70 fucking two or something, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, man, like, he seems to be improving. But that's just the state of the fucking league at the moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that's, that's the thing, is that if this was any other team, within, sorry, any other stadium and not wearing the United kit, we look at that squad and go, we are walking there and win. It would be like going to, with all due respect, going away to, to Bournemouth or going away to whoever, you know, decent-ish mid-table team. But we're well better than. We expected to we... beat Leicester at Anfield. Obviously, it was a tougher game. It was a really tough game in the end. But we expected to beat them because it's Leicester. But Leicester are actually a better side. Yeah. Than the Absolutely, team. with a better manager it's as well. Only, it's, it's like what Gareth said before. It's that stadium for whatever reason, and whether it's the crowd or a bit of stage right or whatever. We just don't win very often there. But having said that, when we beat them under Moyes, it was a three the three nil game. 3-0, yeah. That was that was the last time I can remember being this big a gap where they were on. They were in. Shit, they were in big trouble, wasn't they? And we were we were flying high, going for a league title, and we walked all over them. So it, it isn't beyond the realm's possibility we, we do that again. It's doing. It's about doing that, isn't it? It's about just playing the, the actual team you're facing and not the occasion. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe it's hard as well. I mean, as much as I think Klopp is absolutely brilliant at getting them all psychologically in the right place all the time, I think on this one it's almost impossible for some of the media not to creep into their heads because. The, the, the hype for this game is so big, you know. You what you want to use said before? It's basically the big, or well, if not, if not the one of the biggest games in the world in terms of how many people are watching. It's always in that prime slot on the telly. It's the only game on Sunday, yeah, as well. Yeah, and it's the half four that tells and you the a lot. Build up will probably start at about eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, it, like the old cup final yeah. used to <laughs> back in the day. Like. I know there'll be mad headlines in the Sunday papers because there always is because there's loads of manks working in the media, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. And, and so I just think all of that will get in your head a little bit. But you know, Liverpool are getting better at dealing with it, aren't they? And I, I think you know, I would probably some of you one as well. Went to when we went to Bayern Munich. I think that's almost the the blueprint for what you do. You know, you're going to a big ground, you can you can get carried away about it them being a famous club and them being this and that. Forget all that and just swat them because you're yeah, a better side. Because we're yeah. better. Yeah. That's what and we, yeah. I think like being European champions will help with this game. 
I know that seems like a tenuous link, but <laughs> to walk into Old Trafford, not only think we're better than them, we're eight, we're eight from eight, we're top of the league with 100% record. You're walking in as a European champion going, we're just so much better than this. We're, they can't fuck with us. Mm-hmm. They're not even in the Champions League. <laughs> we're, we're champions. I fucking love it. Let's, the, let's the, the, the extra three inches that gives you on your dick for this game can really make the difference. Listen, let's talk a little bit about uh, about the team that's going to be coming out, Gareth. Um, Pogba, De Gea, not looking likely to start. I mean, De Gea is the one, he's injured. I yeah. mean, he, he's definitely injured. Pogba's a little bit different, I think. You know, there's an inkling that he might start. Is this is this Oli Gunnar Solskjaer pulling out the Ferguson tactics that we've seen so many times? Where, where, where do you think he'll start? I think there's every chance he does start. I think um, that video that's kicking around of Solskjaer talking about it on Sky, A, it was a weird time of the week to talk about it, which makes me think it's a bit settled. And B, he just looks like really unconvincing he's lying. on it. He looks yeah. like he's fucking yeah. lying. Like he's <laughs> fuck on it, isn't he? And it's like, you know, little beads of sweat going down <laughs> the sides of his head as he's saying it. And I think, you know, he's an, he's an absolute disciple of, of Ferguson, isn't he? And he always bangs on it. He still calls him the boss. He doesn't part of his space, does he? he still leaves a fucking freak. Can we all just say on the record that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is a fucking gimp? Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's a gimp, isn't he? That's Little the word. He's rice a fucking crispy box gimp. Weirdo. <laughs> I'm the manager, but I'm not the boss. You fucking gimp. So I, I think there's every chance Pogba plays. I think he's trying to be clever. He's trying to do the Ferguson mind games. I think there's every chance he plays. But you know what? I'm not asked if he does. Yeah. I was about to say, like, if that's your weapon. Yeah. Was, I mean, listen. That's what po- it comes to. Pogba's good. He's good. But it, it's not like you're saying. No, Liverpool, Liverpool won't care about Paul Pogba playing. They'll pre- Liverpool will prepare to be Liverpool. They're not going to be saying, oh, well, who's, who's tracking Pogba's run? Because that's, that's someone's job anyway. The second you see him on the team sheet, oh, yes, yeah, and Pogba's playing that. Why not? I actually think it might benefit us if he does. Oh, I, said, I, I said before in the newsroom with Chris, it was that if he plays, they're going to park a bus, I can tell you now, because they're crap. So they're going to park a bus. He's the one player that you would think maybe not buy into that. Where it, say it's McTominay and Matic, they'll just sit there all day because they don't want to move. Whereas if, if, he, if Pogba plays, he might be the one who switches off for a second or, you know, he lets you in. Undisciplined. Yeah, also, oh, yeah, yeah. I think, and I, so one of my best mates is a United fan, right? And I'm loving just our little WhatsApp chats at the minute, just about everything that's got. It's just really. Does weird. he reply? Has oh. he turned off the blue <laughs> notification things? No, you don't know what he's doing. I, I, I still get all of it. It's, it's really, really wonderful at the minute because I can't tell you how nice it is. And every week we talk about Liverpool and United and whatever. And he says, the problem is Pogba's our best player by an absolute distance. But when he's on the pitch, because he's such so clearly our best player, all of our players go, just give it to him. And OP is the case. spark. He used to do it with Coutinho to a point. Exactly. So, but he's their only threat when he's on the pitch. So when he's on, it's give it to him and OP does something. So if you mark Pogba out the game, when he's on the pitch, they don't know what to do. If if you just sit on Pogba, they, he's got they've got no other way to play. When he's not in the team, they all have to go. Oh, we're not, we're all going to have to do something here because we can't just give it to Paul and hope he pings a forty-yard pass that whatever. Because he has got great technical ability, we can't really doubt that. So I think it might help us if he plays because then when they can't give it to him, like what the fuck are we going to do here? Can I just be the comment sections for this video for a minute? <laughs> How the fuck are you saying this when we're about to play Manchester United? Do you not know pride cometh before the fall, lads? You're <laughs> fucking dickheads. I think you're more... inviting a Manchester United <laughs> win by just talking about Liverpool in this way. I think the the, the, the with, with the, that is it's more a case, isn't it? Like 
you have to just judge what you've seen so far. And again, if, you, if you're into jinxes and all that, then fair enough, that's for you. It's, but we have, to, we have to watch the team that they've been and what they are and the manager they've got and then what we are. And it's, 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 it's night and day. The only, they've got a puncher's chance because we've, you can flip reverse it and we've beaten them when we've been better than them. You know what I mean? Sorry, sorry when they've been better than us. On the Pogba thing, I actually don't think he'll play because I think it would, be a, it would look desperate from him. To rule him out and then put him because he obviously isn't 100 percent fit. Desperate or mind games. That's See, the, I don't that's think it is no because man. what's the point of being mind? I don't understand. And if, even if you're resorting to mind games, then that's desperate. You know what I mean? If that, if that makes sense, just pick your team and play him. Yeah, but he's not going to feel that way. No, because he's a dickhead. Yeah, but like Ferguson was was mind games all over the gaff and Mourinho as well is like. There's, there's, ever... great, there's undeniably great managers that have relied on mind games throughout their career. So Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, when he's going to bed at night and he's fucking saluting the picture of Alex Ferguson <laughs> on the wall, he's not thinking, I wonder if Steor thinks mind games are dog shit. He's, look, he's looking at Alex and going, you fucking love me, don't you, mate? So... <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I agree, I 100% agree with you, but Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer <laughs> and his fucking Sir Alex Ferguson onesie. <laughs> he doesn't think the same way, lad. <laughs> so, hey, what, what the fuck's happening at United anyway? Come on, Gareth, you've not been here for ages. What's going on at United at the moment? I don't know, but it's what's fucking great, issue? isn't it? I mean, it, it's. I wrote, I wrote a piece about it yesterday just and, and started to write, like, you know, dig into the the facts and figures around what they've been doing and it's absolutely glorious when you start doing it. I mean, like, you know, last season, the, the 32 points off the title, winner's pace, if you like. Twice since Ferguson's left, they've been 20 plus points off the pace. Like, they've just turned to shit and, and it, it's, it's got all the shades of what happened to us after Kenny resigned and we went into soonest and then we chair managers and we tried different things and we're just never quite getting there. That's kind of where, like, I'm still wary of them, don't get me wrong, because I just think, like, you know, they've got all that money. They've got the biggest wage bill in the league and the 12th, which is brilliant. Um, it's the worst star for 30 years and all that. But it would only take them to fuck Woodward off, get someone in with actual vision, stop using about a million scouts and actually use a football director, get a decent man. I mean, all that sounds a lot, but it's doable. And with their money, it's doable. With their infrastructure, it's doable. In one, two, maybe three windows, all of a sudden they could be, they could be back up there. But right now, that's not happening. Right now, you know, the sort of the fucking round where the place is burning down. And like, you know, the, the, like you say, the, speaking to their fans is great. I know loads of Manx. I used to work there for 10 years, so I've, I've got mates who are Manx. And they're just like, it's fucking shit. There's no heart to the team. And they're like, you know, even the ground's starting to like fall down a little bit now and nothing seemingly happened about it. So you can see what's happened. The vision's gone. Ferguson's gone is what it is. But he you, was the structure. Exactly. That's the problem 1,500 games in charge. Yeah. So when they that didn't goes. have a director of football. The Glazers took over in 2005. We were talking about this before. The Glazers took over in 2005. They've obviously leveraged a load of debt onto the club. It's paying itself back. They've now paid over £800 million in interest when they bought the club for £700 million, right? It was just interest on that service and the debt. But when Ferguson left, he was the director of football, the scouting department leader. He, he, he did everything. Six years ago, they can't. They can't. And they've got a banker in charge. So that video you did with the, the man clad, and you were like, you just don't even see it yet. You just don't even see that you are what Liverpool were in the 90s. You, you, and it'll take you a couple of years because for the first two years you go, we're in a transition period, it's all going to be sound. But when everything behind the scenes is just slowly falling apart, it's not a transition period, or it is, but it's in the absolute wrong direction. And this is not United's bottom. I'll tell you that right now. 
where they are right now is not going to be their bottom. They've got further to fall. And it's, you know, it's, they, manage, it's manager four in six years as well. Yeah. And it, it's just a mess, isn't it? It's an absolute mess. And David like, Moyes' contract isn't up yet. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> no. Really? The end of this season. Mm-hmm. It's one of them, mate. No, there's, <laughs> there's no good organisation in the world. Really? Yeah. There's no success for most, it, it, no matter what, if it's sport or business or whatever. If it's poor at the top, that filters down to the bottom. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, as, it's as simple as that. So if, you're, if it's wrong at the top, it's wrong at the bottom. Their recruitment's been dreadful. Like, truly, truly dreadful. That kills you. Because you only get three or four silence every, what, every year. And if, or if you get one window wrong where they, they all bomb out, you're in big, <coughs> and that's what, essentially what they've done, then you're in big, big trouble. And he's done that too often. So like The last one was all right, to be fair. The, the summer, they've been fine. Yeah, yeah. Maguire and, and James but that, that is all right. If it wasn't for that summer, it, yeah. it, it, it would, like Adam said, it would be even worse. You know, it, Maguire and wan Saka are giving them a, a fighting chance. Because I mean, how many midfielders have they bought? Just if you think about Schweinsteiger, Schneiderlin, Herrera... Fellaini, I mean, Herrera. <laughs> Herrera. I mean, there's probably fucking ten centre midfielders that they've rolled the dice on and, and have not worked. Um, well, no, I, I know they're was... fucking shit, by the way, and not looking at the league table and not watching a game of football. They're bringing out league tables that don't exist. That, for me, is a surefire way for knowing a team's fucking shit. So they've brought out the if Liver, if if Manchester United were just winning points on XG league table and then they were looking at the XG against league table and I've, I've been there I fucking yeah. know that this is a sign that you're not doing very yeah, well so it's brilliant yeah. I saw one the other day there was the ESPN did a, a luck index where they did a new league table without luck so Liverpool was still top by the way just the four point lead this time <laughs> we, got, we dropped points at Leicester because of Mane's penalty then they did a, a VAR index league table where we were still top by the way four points at Edith City but interestingly, Everton were out the relegation zone in both of them. So they're fucking fuming because all they've got fucking bad luck. So it's fucking brilliant. I, I love all that shit. What I love about United's side at the minute, and I'm aware that we're just constantly just setting ourselves up for them winning one nil here and it's a fall. And I get that, but I really don't give a fuck at the minute. I'm in a good mood and I'm going to talk about it. So what I really like is that they've let so many players go who would absolutely bounce into their team. Memphis Depay gets in their side. Angel Di Maria gets in their side. <laughs> Lukaku gets in their yeah. side. It's just... Do you know Fellaini what? gets in, mate. Do you know, Fellaini, do, absolutely. Do you know another thing? Do you know Marcus Rashford won Man United's goal of the month for September? It was it's, not it's not true. It's not true. No, no because Scott McTominay, oh, Scott McTominay smashed one in from at the edge of the area, didn't he? <laughs> oh. Remember? He, he belt was it against Arsenal, was it? Or I'm going to pretend like that? that's not true. You know, I'm still going to keep yeah, telling people. No, the, the way. I'll be honest. I googled that as soon as I saw the tweet because I was like, I'm not retweeting this until I fact check yeah. this. Oh, I've sent it to everyone on WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, the fact that you believed in says it all. It? And I, and the other thing, the, the biggest thing I'd say about them as well is once upon a time, I don't mind saying that, I was fucking obsessed with the bastards because they won everything. They had Ferguson there. They had, you know, a great midfield, brilliant keeper. Defend, you know, but they had everything. And you, knew, you almost knew the squad inside out. And they were always on the telly and they were always first on match of the day and they were always all over the papers. And they've actually become irrelevant. And, and I look at some of their squad now and I'm like what the fuck's he doing there or who's he do you know what I mean and and it's reached that stage that you know they're starting to become irrelevant which is the maddest thing in the world because obviously they like to say they are the self-styled biggest club in the world and you're struggling with that as a sell when you're 12th in the Premier League aren't you and that's exactly yeah I think looking at the game I actually think for them it suits them to get us now because if, if they're going to get any team they want someone where the crowd are going to be up for it no matter what. 
So the last thing they would want at the minute would be, I don't know, say Burnley. Rocking up, rocking up and, I don't know, Brighton rocking up. I mean, Brighton probably beat them, but because the crowd will be flat, you know what I mean? They're not going to get, they, they, it won't be for this. And also, this, they're gonna, if they're going to park a bus, the crowd will buy into it against us. There's no way their crowd would let them park the bus against mm. anyone else. But also, we can quiet them down quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I, I mean, listen, I'll tell you what, we've got Mark Goldbridge. We had him in the, on, in the studio this week. Mm. Uh, let's do a little clip from him. This is him talking about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer before we carry on. Who would your shortlist of managers be for United? <laughs> I see, I think it's disrespectful while Solskjaer's still in the job, but I'll still do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that... Um, people talk about, like, Nagelsmann, the, um, the Ajax manager... That is what I think United need to do. I think with every manager they've appointed, they've slightly got it wrong. Like Mourinho, best manager in the world, but you should have gone for a Klopp or a Pep. Moyes, Premier League established manager, but they should have gone for somebody better than Moyes. Van Hal, yeah, very good manager, but there was a better Van Hal out there, maybe with an Ancelotti. Uh, club legend, Oli. Well, if we were going to do that, maybe we should have got a different legend than that. So I would like United to maybe look at what Liverpool have done. Um, and go and get a manager. I mean, I know Klopp was well-known at Dortmund, so probably going to have to go with somebody a little bit lower than that. But somebody who is a, an up-and-coming manager, an exciting manager, who's clearly got a philosophy and vision of football, that's what I want. I want somebody to come in and do what Ollie did for three months and then turn his back on. Stick to what you got the job on. Stick to what, what your reputation is. Um, that would be patience for me. I'm, I'm, I don't want another Allegri or someone like that who's just a tactician, pragmatic coach who's in his 50s. I'd, I'd rather get somebody who's in their 40s exciting and, and let's build something. So, yeah, that is the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Albridge. He's, he's fucking sound, you know. He's actually a really, really sound guy. Like, And he's actually got his head switched on to Man United, which I think is quite interesting. He's totally, like... He's not asked about for just saying it how he thinks it is. Now he can be wrong. Everyone can be wrong on things, but at least I know that when I'm talking to him, he's telling the truth, and I appreciate that when you have a conversation with anyone. Anyway, millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Back onto the, uh, the, the tactics and stuff, Steve. We, we, are, we do think they're going to park the bus. Yeah. But before we, before we talk a little bit more about them, we are here to talk about Liverpool Football Club first and foremost and Alisson is back in training and will probably start this game. Absolutely, yeah, why wouldn't why wouldn't he? He's fit, he plays. As, as but Rivaldo said... Yeah, good, good on Rivaldo 
I mean, Rivaldo fired a warning to Jurgen Klopp about starting Allison. Mm-hmm. Look at his face. He's like, fuck off, Rivaldo. What's it going to do? Fuck off, lad. I didn't know it. Like, it's Matt, like, yeah, because we've got the best goalie in the world, so we're going to pick him. And you know what? He might, if, he has, if he has a bad game now, sound, because you know what? He's the best goalie in the world, so you pick him. It's just bizarre that you wouldn't. If he, the second he was fit, he walked back. There's about four or five lads in our team who just play. I know and, this is sort of like an impossible thing to measure, really, but what percentage fit would he have to be for you to pass him? So if he's like, if it comes back, he's 70% fit, is that enough for you, or does he have to be in the 90s? I, as long as he's not risk, re-risking the injury. If, if yeah. he's not match fit, then that's you've got, the only way he's going to get fit is to play anyway. But yeah. as long as there's no risk of the... If, if he said like, there's a, t- a chance that the calf goes again, then you just wouldn't pick him. Yeah. Mm. Because Adrian's it's not sound. like Adrian's been... Yeah, but... He's, like, been he's brilliant. Not, he's been sound, but, he's been but brilliant. you've got... As, he, Listen, at some point, Alison plays. I think Alison could have played before the international break, by all I accounts, do. couldn't he? And, yeah. and, and did, Klopp did, did, went, well, let's just leave him and make sure that he's sound. That's, what, th- I, that's what I think. I, I think he could have... If Adrian had been shite, then I reckon he would have already played. Yeah. Uh, but as it was, it was like, he's absolutely sound. He's done well. He's mentally in a good place. Even when he makes a mistake, he, he recovers really quick and he's been sound. Everyone gets on with him. The fans like him. And I, th- I think he could have played against Leicester. And he's just gone, let's, let's give him... Let's wait till a man you game. And, and now uh, there was an interview today uh, with Adrian, and you can tell you can tell in the quotes that he, he knows, knows he's, he's not playing because <laughs> yeah. uh, he was like, I, you know, I'm a number one and I'm going to fight him all the way and all this. And it's like, all right, lad, you've yeah. been told, lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which, which I, I think I think we're seeing him, and, and I think you know Adrian's done fine, but Allison's a, a big step up. I I, I was doing uh, something LFC TV the other day, and we were talking about the keepers there. And I was saying, you know, you think about when we used to go to Old Trafford or, or, or when we played the Manx at Anfield, when they had Schmeichel in goal, you used to think, oh, for fuck's sake. He's and the Hayman's. Yeah, and he's going to save everything. And I, and I just used to think about, and I still do think about, imagine you're a striker bearing down on, on a keeper like that. It must get in your head where you're like, I've got to put it absolutely top in to fucking score here. And I think that's what happens with Alisson. I think that's why you see him concede less. He obviously saves more. His distribution's another another level up as well. And he's gorgeous so, as well. That's got to go in your head, on it? Like you just yeah. look, like you take your eye off the ball. Like look at his fucking beard, like beard's fucking his beard's immense. Nice for a lad who can't grow a beard, like I'm fully, fully behind that argument there. Like, I'm looking at that going. That would take me 16 years to grow anything close to that. Bit of beard envy. Oh mate, so this has been. February, I reckon, sort of like that now. <laughs> I've got hair envy of him as well, mate, so I know how you feel. He, listen, has to, he, has to, he just has to play. No, he does. He, he has to play. He does. Listen, the, the, the interesting thing as well is if he goes in against Leicester, he probably goes in international duty. And I think that's another thing. Yeah. 13,664 miles he would have had to travel this international duty. Send Edison to Singapore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so the lads who didn't go away were Keita, Allison, Adjin, Matip, Milner, Ox. Mo, Shakiri, and Adam Lallana. Now, the lads who've travelled, obviously Fabinho, Firmino, and Mane have all travelled to Brazil. Mane was obviously playing Brazil. Oh, they went to Singapore. Singapore, sorry, right. They've travelled 13,000 miles. Thankfully, the last game they played was Sunday. So it's still a big big break. Then you've got the likes of Robbo, who's travelled 3,400 miles. Trent, Jordan, Van Dijk, and Wijnaldum around the 2,900s. But everyone's played... Monday, sorry, was the last time Anyone played, and that was Trent and Jordan Henderson. That sound for us in national break. Yeah, I think, isn't it? I think, like it's a it's a long way for those three to have gone for Benio, Firmino, and Mane. But it's a week, isn't it? It's a week. Usually, we're used to getting them back on the Wednesday, Thursday, flying them back on John Henry's plane. 
Saturday and then playing morning the Saturday game. game. Yeah, and then, and then, that, then there is then that is trouble. You don't you don't play. But yeah, it's, I don't think it's an issue now. I think it's a. I think it's. They'll have got back Tuesday at the latest, and they're not playing until Sunday evening. Most has been on holiday. You know, he spent on holiday for a few days, didn't he? So it's essentially that. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it really plays a part. Provided. I think tiredness won't come into it, but what can come into it, as we've seen in the Champions League final, is if you've had a while off, the the like from being with your team, is the rhythm. But United are going to have that problem as well, and they haven't got any fucking rhythm to deal with in the first place. They've got some fucking mad like Frankenstein's laboratory at, at Melwood, though, haven't they? Where they, where they box everything now. And so, like, I, once upon a time, I used to panic about international breaks and be like, oh, no, it'd be knackered, or it'd be this, or it'd be that. They have them, the diets boxed off, they have the times they sleep boxed off, how to avoid jet lag. And, like, I seen something the other day saying that after international duty, I think there's been 16 games on the clock, and we've lost one. You know, so we're boxing off winning after international duty. It used to be traditionally a thing we all shit ourselves about. I, I think now we can be fairly confident, especially as everyone said, this was a longer break as well. And, you know, the last game on Sunday, R4, by then, if you're not ready, well, what the fuck? I, I think we'll be absolutely fine. And actually, you know, Firmino gets a mention there. It's worth remembering that last year in that performance that we all were fuming about. He goes off, doesn't he? Mm, Half an hour. Yeah, storage came out. And it's like, you know, bearing in mind what an influence he is on everyone else, he needs to be on the pitch on Sunday. And, and if he's on the pitch and he's on the pitch for 90 minutes, Liverpool likely win. So, uh, Adam, what would your preferred eleven be for this game? Preferred, I think, yeah, if Allison's anything close to 100% fit, and it's like, if they go, look, <laughs> obviously this could recur, but it's 95% not going to happen, he, he, he gets straight back in the team. Uh, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson, Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Henderson, um, and then the front three, assuming Moe's shook off. Anyone his, think any differently to that? I would quite, if I could, I would want to get Chamberlain or Kiter in, just to have a good, I think that would start at 11. I, I would, if they were fully fit, I would, because again, I, I, I really think they're going to be so deep that I don't know if you would need Henderson and Wijnaldum, but the fact that they haven't kicked the ball makes you think that it's What I definitely think, and obviously this is preferred 11s, <clears throat> I said this on Twitter the other day as a reply to like a fan account, there's absolutely no way that neither Henderson or Milner are on the pitch at the start of the game. One of them will be on. Yeah. Like, because someone was like, you know, Kaiser's been working on his fitness over the international. He's ready to come back in. I want to see Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Kaiser. That is absolutely 100% not going to happen. Might There's no way we now. go to Old Trafford and <laughs> the Jürgen Klopp and Milner or Henderson aren't in the side. It's just not. I wouldn't be shocked if they both played, to be honest. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be hugely surprised if he leaves Wijnaldum and plays them both. He's got a big. He loves playing Milner and Milner started against Leicester actually, didn't he? He likes playing Milner. For Hendo, wasn't it? Yeah, he likes playing Milner. Mil Mil Milner started this game last season. Yeah, he, he, he loves fullback. He, he loves playing. He, he dropped centre, didn't he? Yeah, he bombed. We bombed ten out after after Rashford done him the year before. Mm. But that, that, that will not happen. Yeah, no, this yeah. time get Trent in there. Yeah. He's literally got a world record for assists or whatever. Yeah, he, play. Play. <laughs> he, to, yeah he definitely has to play. I, I didn't know that was still going until we covered know, it on yeah. the news yesterday. I was like, what the fuck? When I was a kid. I love Guinness World Records. Yeah, I didn't know. Do people even buy books anyway? Is that not You can probably get it on the. It's, like a, it's an audio. It's an audio book. <laughs> <laughs> just read now. Just read now. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. There must be some fucking weird pages. The man who fit the most spiders in his armpit whilst on holiday in Marrakesh. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. The number of golf balls ingested in one day. Chris Pager. Hey! <laughs> Don't talk about that, do you, mate? Not, not very often. <laughs> oh. I do, I, it's I, a different time and a different place, <laughs> thing. I think, going back, I think, 
to what, what Adam said about the team, it almost picks itself, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and that, that's the joy of it, is that, and there's options as well, but the team, as well, we also want our squad depth, don't we, and stuff, but the team's the team. Mm-hmm. That's our team, isn't it? And, uh, until it's not, until at some point it'll change, because I imagine Klopp will really when, win. When Kaiser and Ox he'll want fit, more of them in. I, I think he'll do what he's always done, and that is change the midfield, and he'll be comfortable changing the midfield. That's what I think it's going to be. Yeah. Like, I do the starting 11, I've done it for the best part of 10 years. This is the most boring time to have been doing the starting 11, because if they're fit, they're playing at the moment. What, like, what's the, is, what are we up to on Salah? Because I know he's not training with this. The aim is, he said he'll be back ready, didn't he? But he's not training with the team yet. He might be, he might be one where they're, they're not sure about. In, and then in which case they've got a decision to make on who... Salah? Yeah. I didn't know that. He's not trained with... Yeah, so he, he took the knock against Leicester and he obviously yeah. didn't go away. And he, earlier this week, I don't know, he, he, was, he was training but not with the team. They were doing he's like expected pro- to be fit, but yeah. he's not like declared he's playing. He's, he's expected to be fit. He's starting. But we are now in a position where it's like, although it is a, a bit of a drop-off, I'm not as worried as I used to be about having to put a Rigi in that front three. Mm. Like, you put Mane right and a Rigi left, that's what he yeah. would do, wouldn't he? It's not the end of like, the world. It's just not the end of the world, especially like the rest of the team sound. Salah you you want Salah on the pitch, he's one of the best players in the world, but Rigi's also done really well when he's come on this mm. season, so I'm not it wouldn't it wouldn't <clears> like <throat> give me the fucking panic attack it would have eighteen months ago. Yeah. Okay, uh, we always talk about the rivals fixtures um <laughs> and we always make the joke that it's just city now, but we are gonna talk Everton West Ham. Let's do it quickly. We've ran over uh, massively on this show, but it's been enjoyable <laughs> some that asked. Uh, Everton West Ham. Um Steve, where do you think this one's gonna go? <laughs> I think West Ham will win. Yeah. I think I think that's a fair point. Chelsea Newcastle. Three o'clock Saturday, Gareth. Gotta go Chelsea, haven't you? Um, doing all right. I we we, we were talking about uh, sort of the other teams that are around and about that once in a while time you were calling rivals, but not really this season. And I, I think the mad thing about Chelsea now is like they're almost likable. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't mind Frank Lampard now he's a manager and he's not crocking on the fielders <laughs> and stuff, and he comes across all right. And and even some of their fans have stopped being blatant and they're just sort of going, oh, it's quite nice that. Some kids are playing who've come through the ranks and things like that. And yeah, they you... they've done this year, sort of like being imposed on them by a transfer ban mm. and Lampard coming in. They've done exactly what United need to do, which is accept that for a while things aren't going to be that good. Don't chase it. Yeah, Don't chase and just be like, we're going to give our youngsters a go. We're going to bring players in when we when we can. We've got a former player as a manager and let's just accept a bit of mediocrity and that we need to just do a bit of work to get back there rather than being like why aren't we challenging for the league now Chelsea know they're not going to be doing that for a it's couple of years it's their worst start since Abramovich come in isn't it and yet it's the first time that doesn't feel the like club. there's any yeah. pressure on the manager that's the that's the big key for me but then I, I think they've dumbed down expectations by putting Lampard in I think if they didn't they do have those expectations and I think it's really smart by the owners there and I think it's something that United look to try and take advantage of that nostalgia getting that love for the club back for the fans because they can see what's happening down the 62 at Liverpool when the fans love the football club everything goes better I think that's why both clubs went Solskjaer and Lampard to be honest is because of how much Liverpool fans have actually shown that they love and support their club mm. and, and I think that's a, that's a great thing that they're both trying it as well Spurs, Watford I mean Watford are the worst team in the league Spurs aren't far off that, Adam. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go a bit mad here and sort of answer the question. Say Spurs are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I think all five of those games are going to be draws. That would get you about, I reckon, 400 quid off a quid with a book. I'll ask you 10 on that. I'm going to I'm going to put that on. All five of them are going to be draws. Palace City? Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyone else think Palace have got a chance? I think they got a chance. I'm never. I think I would never back against City in any game because they they'll just turn up on Kevin De Bruyne, just Kevin De Bruyne's people. But that's I hard. don't even know if he's fifth. Yeah, that's the problem. That's our game. That is that Palace I away. I at R five. If we were in, if we were in a low state, eight points behind City, coming off the back of what they just been through, I wouldn't be fancying Palace away. I'll be pa- honest. Palace I, I, I on a bank holiday Monday is the worst because everyone's fucking had a drink <laughs> as an away game. And they're up for it. Saturday R five just as bad for that. They're up for that. They haven't had footy for a couple of it's weeks. One of the, the loudest grounds in the league. Yeah. I'm I'd, not fucking watching that. I'm not getting involved with it, not after that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that thing again where you start watching City and it just wrecks you. Too know, early I'm for doing that. I'm already in. I'm already all in. I literally, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you something off camera that will probably get me arrested. Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't want to say it and then something happen. But I, I, I'm already watching every City game because I, I just I can't not it's just but I yeah all what's he doing he's getting arrested watching City games <laughs> on his camera break, by the break, way breaking into the Etihad like. <laughs> you'll understand in a minute alright <laughs> wrap the show up and I'll tell you right. <laughs> your predictions then for what Liverpool Man United 2-0 to Liverpool 2-0 to Liverpool why how well, we scored twice and they don't score me fucking Michael Owen over here yeah. what a fucking no dickhead. I think I think that we score from a set piece, but they're not great at set pieces. It's a good shot. Uh, like a Van Dyke or a Matip or something like that. Um, I fancy Salad as well if he plays. He's due. He's being rubbish at this place. Every time he's played, it's only been a couple of years. Like, but he hasn't been great, but I would uh, fancy Salad to get one as well. Gareth, score prediction? <sighs> I kind of want to like give two predictions, which is a bit weird and a bit on the fence. But like, <laughs> I, I can see it being like a, a scrappy 1-0. I can equally see it being like another three 0 like, like when we went there under Rodgers and it's just bossing it. I'd obviously like it to be uh, the latter. So let fuck it. It's a Liverpool show. <laughs> let's say the latter. Let's say three 0 to Liverpool and Liverpool what, boss it. What would you prefer, right? A last minute one 0 winner or a three 0 Three 0 Last minute. I want. I want the Origi goal again. Oh, against Everton, but yeah. at Old Trafford. Yeah, like a real. Like. Really right now, the three 0 After the game, the one 0 Yeah. <laughs> or, or a fucking beach ball. It's the fucking ten year <laughs> anniversary. Say, the most controversial goal ever to, for Liverpool to win it. it would do me fine. I would love mean? like uh, Mo Salah just dive on the floor. VAR just breaks, so they can't check. <laughs> so, they, so they can't check it. And then like yeah, and then the penalty hits the bar and goes in off there. So goalie's head. Right, we so need to wrap this up now because I'm dying to find out what <laughs> I'm just getting arrested for. What's your score prediction? Quick. Two 0 Man, I need to get both of them and both of them in the second half. 2-0, Liverpool score between 30 and 45, take the ball off them for the first 15, quiet in the fucking crowd for a bit, uh, and then just get one later on, and it's nice and standard. So there you go. Thank you very much for watching the Uncensored Match Build-Up show. We're off to find out why Adam's going to get arrested. <laughs> like the video, subscribe to the Red Ben TV on YouTube. Don't forget to check out Read Liverpool and the Read Network. The Anfield Wrap, of course, everybody should know, and if you don't, you should check out the Anfield Wrap. And if you haven't booked the tickets and you live in a city where Adam Rowe is touring, go and do that. It's www.adamrowe.co.uk forward slash shows. Fucking nail that, <laughs> Remember this guy? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've got a fucking terrible memory as well. There you go. That's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs>